Hi, I'm Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton, and you're listening to Single High, a Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com, the official home of the Kyle Hamilton fan club. Welcome back to another edition of Single High, Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com. I am Frank Vitovich, one of your hosts for the next hour or so, joined virtually, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Greg Flamong, who is the president of the Kyle Hamilton fan club, which I'm having a hard time saying this evening for some reason, Greg. I don't know. I don't know why that is. But, uh, you know, how uh, how you doing this evening? I'm doing good. We're having a uh, Ohio State style of a podcast. We are doing it online. It is an we online. Are. We are. Um, zooming in Ohio zooming State in. Couldn't do this on, couldn't do this if we at were. Notre Dame, if we nope. were at Notre Dame, you have to do it in person. In, in person. In person. We would not be able, we would not be able to do this, but uh, here we are. Here we are through the wonders of technology. And for those of you listening who don't know why we said that, um, which, I mean, if you're listening to this, you most likely know the little dust up that uh, Marcus Freeman had with some comments that were, turns out, actually misquoted, uh, you know, according to according to Freeman. And also, if you go back and read the CBS article that started all of this nonsense, uh, of Ohio State fans getting all upset that um, you know their their academic prestige was called into uh, into question. They edited the article and said, "Yeah, we did misquote him, and our apologies." Basically, um, so but uh, you know the damage damage was already done this week. Ohio State fans are now all up in arms because apparently Ohio State is like the Harvard of Ohio, and they don't like it. When you you call into question that uh, it may not be as hard for a student athlete at Ohio State as it is at Notre Dame or maybe another institution, but that said, what what were your overall thoughts on how this all played out this week, Craig? So I I don't think that Dennis Dodd like I don't think he wrote and I don't think he gave. Um, Marcus Freeman, I don't think he captured the spirit of what Marcus Freeman was trying to say. Nope. Um, Wait a minute. You're but, saying Dennis Dodd might have done something a little clickbaity and maybe used a, you know, the part of the quote to get the, the reaction he wanted? Is that what you're a little suggesting? Bit, a little bit. I mean, 
Just Here's little, the thing. I, I don't th- the way that I read it was like he didn't do he didn't do the quote justice at the same time. I didn't think that it really warranted the conclusion that was reached by a bunch of Ohio State sites, which I guess were um just itching to create traffic for some reason. I, that that was the thing that it I is the didn't really, that was the thing that I didn't really understand is like, yeah, he was misquoted or not misquoted, but it was just kind of like the spirit of the of the comments didn't really rise to the level mm-hmm. of you know what what Marcus Freeman was trying to say, which was basically, you know, it's different at Notre Dame because you can't skip classes. And you have to attend classes because at Notre Dame, there are no online courses, right? Mm-hmm. And then he made the distinction then between Notre Dame and a school like Ohio State, which has 60,000 enrollment. Mm-hmm. And so if anyone, look, I went to a state school, okay? If anyone's ever been to a state school, you can get into a course where you've got, you know, lecture halls with like, a hundred kids in them, 200 kids, and they're not taking role and you can't, it's not like they're taking role every day. So there's that piece of it. And the other part is since there's so much enrollment, there's a bunch of online courses that you can take. And we know this because it's been written about, right? Yeah, Justin it's, Fields. It's a matter of public knowledge is this isn't, this isn't something that Marcus Freeman is, uh, you know, pulling the, the curtain back and showing, you know, the secrets of Ohio State University. Like, no, that's, he's just saying, as a matter of fact, Notre Dame is a private university with 8,000 enrollment. And therefore there's no online courses. The players have to attend just like every other student, right? That's the deal. That's how you're expected to conduct yourself at the University of Notre Dame, a school like Ohio State, a school like Cincinnati, those schools, are not like that, Mm -mm. right? You don't have to be there every single day. You can take online courses if you want, because that's how you, that's, that's, that's how you, uh, uh, accommodate the, the student body, right? That's how you accommodate all those students, right? That's a fact. It's, we're not saying anything about anything. We're not saying anything about the players being lazy. We're not saying anything about the players not caring or they're beating a crap education. That's not what he's saying at all. As a matter of fact, you can take online courses there. You can't take online courses in Notre Dame. And that's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he's trying to say. That wasn't really conveyed. Oh, it's definitely not. And then, But then it's like, He's obviously not taking shots. And so then you've well, got these uh, Ohio State, you know, accounts wanting to make this like an affront to to them. And it's like, why are you being why are you being babies about this? Like we got a question from uh, from one of the someone on Twitter asking, like, why the team at the top of the schedule is acting like babies or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And it's like, to me, the whole thing is just kind of loser behavior. Like, why are you acting like a bunch of losers? Knock it off. Like, who? I will say, you read that original quote, and it sounds like, if if you read the original quote, the way that Dodd wrote that article, it does make it sound like Freeman is saying, those 
players don't go to class. Like it, it that, that they the don't. first like, well, <laughs> some do. Okay. The way that the way that you read that, the way that you read that, uh, you know, anyway, the way the way that you can read that the first time, it's like Freeman saying, like, yeah, you know, nobody goes to class there. Those players don't go to class. And I could see those fans getting upset about that. I I but then when you see the I don't know if you call it a it wasn't really a retraction, but the clarification where CBS was like, actually, this was the full quote. This is what he was, you know, conveying to us. It's like, okay, that if they if that is what CBS ran with first and Ohio State fans or Cincinnati fans or whoever got pissed off, then it'd be like, okay, stop being stop being babies. But I can see look, if if I don't know, if a former Notre Dame player, you know, you know, went somewhere else and said something about Notre Dame in, in that regard, we'd be upset. So I, I think that's why, you know, and also like I, I don't know that they would have gotten as upset if it was Brian Kelly that said it either. But it's like they look at it, I think, as like, oh, this guy went here. Like now he's, you know, he's taken it looked like taking shots. So that, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, come on, man. Uh, I, when I first saw and then, you know, again, you, you go through it and you're like, OK, well, maybe uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, wasn't um, what, what wasn't that bad. But actually, you know what I forgot to do is I forgot to do this. Got to open my beer. I got a nice 10.2 percent triple IPA called Sneak from Cane Brewery here in uh, wonderful New Jersey. Uh, but um, I mean, I'm going to need it for the for the rest of the pod. But um, no, man, when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, they need to get they they might need to get Marcus some uh, some PR lessons uh, at least on my initial thought uh, because it looked bad and it wasn't the first time uh, you know that something got misconstrued but it it's also like I mean Freeman's first time head coach there's gonna be more of these there's gonna be more old college football beat writers who get him to say something thing where they can construe it how they want and they could put a story together that's going to get them clicks and going to get them eyeballs and going to get people you know freaking out and freeman will get better at like guarding what he says uh you know when uh, you know when he talks to some of these uh you know talks to some of these uh, some of these uh writers we'll call them that uh like i said they're just looking they're looking for like they're looking for you know quotes and they're looking for clickbait and they knew that it was a little bit harder at times with Brian Kelly, unless it was post game. You get Brian Kelly to say anything post game when he's all upset. But like, I mean, Kelly's a politician, so he knew it was a lot harder for them to kind of, you know, get get him painted into a corner. They know Freeman is young. He's like super optimistic. He's loving talking and then being on the on all of these, uh, you know, on the circuit, so to speak, of uh, you know, talking to all the the beat writers. So, you know, this probably isn't going to be the last time something like this pops up where some fan base gets annoyed because he says something that it's like, okay, he didn't mean it that way, but you know, he's learning that, you know, these, the guys with the uh, recorders are not always your friends <laughs> and they're, and they're looking, they're look, they're, they're looking to get their page views up and, uh, and, and all of that. So it's going to be fun to see though, I don't know. Are, are Ohio State fans still going to be talking about this in September? Oh, of course. I mean, that, that's what they want. They want some kind of grievance. And here's a, like, look, I, I don't know. Marcus, 
Say what this you beer want. is good. It's say good. what you want, Marcus. I don't. Who cares about oh. you know stupid websites? What, what do we care about that? That's not important. Yeah, you don't want bulletin he, he should, board material. He, bulletin board material for what? For what? Oh, you you because you don't go to class because you you have online classes. Man, f that. If you, look, people are gonna find something. Say what yeah. you want. Speak your mind. If they want to get mad about it, then get mad about it. You can burn energy. I'm not saying you should. Yeah, I'm uh, saying he's gonna get better at this. He's gonna I don't become want him to get better. No, 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 no. I don't want him to get better, and I don't want him to get savvier. It's I don't want imp- that. Say I, what I want. do. You know why? No. It's like impossible for head coaches not to get savvier if they're there long enough. And I want I, him to be at Notre Dame. What I'm saying is, this wasn't unsavvy. This wasn't. Hmm. He said a true thing. I, I don't. I'm, I, I'm totally fine with that. But I, I'm not saying like I. You know, I don't think he should have. You know, or shouldn't have said it. Uh, I'm saying. First of all, he's and the other part of it, he didn't say it to a reporter. He said it to a uh, a club, like he was speaking yeah. at some sort of engagement, speaking matter of factly to yeah. other people. That's and the, true. Reco- and, the, and the reporter was there, right? So this isn't one some like media press junket, okay? He's just speaking to people in plain language mm-hmm. about something that is right, absolutely true. So like, I, no, like it's fine. If people want to make a big deal out of it, then make a big deal out of it. Like if you want to be like that, then be like that. That's not his problem. And I don't I don't have a I don't I don't think that there's anything that Marcus Freeman needs to take away from this other than this is the the way the business works sometimes and that's the way yeah. it goes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And my point being there's gonna be more times that you know this goes this way. Hell, it happened to Sabin a month or two ago, whenever it was, uh and where where he got himself in trouble at one of those events too. But uh it was a fun thing that happened this week. I'm not gonna lie; I'm really annoyed that the whole day job was pretty busy this week, and I couldn't join in in uh, in the click parade of getting a bunch of clicks off of the story for the website because I have not had time to write about it uh, at all, really, since uh, since earlier this week. But um, we'll see. I, it's gonna be funny if Ohio State does keep. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll bring it up the week of, and I'm sure. You know, the ABC broadcast or whatever, or no, is it, I can't remember off the top of my head if it's ABC or ESPN on uh, on opening weekend, but I'm sure they'll bring it up. There'll be a still image during the game with the quote, uh, you know, from Freeman, and it'll probably have like a picture of him as Notre Dame head coach, and they'll probably show one of him in his Buckeye uniform or something like that just to, again, create more, uh, you know, more drama for the game. But mm. let's move on to more. Well, I don't know. That was kind of a fun topic, but more, uh, you know, more meaty content, you know, so to speak, because uh, recruiting is we, we are in the thick of it right now. June is the month that's going to make or break this recruiting class. You know, they've just had a massive, massive, massive recruiting weekend last weekend. You get another big one this weekend, not as not as big, but you know, still very important. Notre Dame just wrapped up an official visit for five-star running back Richard Young this week, uh, and some more coming, uh, you know, coming, uh, you know, in the next week. Not as again, not not nearly as as much coming up after, you know, after this weekend. But um, I know you've spoken a lot about you know, last weekend's recruiting. 
on the ISD uh, Hit and Hustle shows you did this week. But would you say that it is – it's a fairly <coughs> – excuse me. It's a fairly uh, maybe accurate summation of the weekend that Notre Dame went in feeling really good with a lot of the players that visited. They left the weekend feeling really good with all of the players that they thought they would, but maybe – Maybe didn't necessarily, you know, move the needle enough with some of the ones that came in that were visiting, but were not necessarily. Notre Dame wasn't in the lead. Would you say that's fair, or do you think who, that who are, who are you thinking of? Well, I'm thinking of somebody like a Caleb Downs who came in, and Notre Dame is definitely not considered a favorite. They were considered in it, um, and I don't think, again, I could be wrong here, but it, I don't think anybody feels like coming out of it that Notre Dame like made a huge move. I think it feels like Notre Dame is in it. They have a chance, but it's not like, I don't know. I look at a, a recruit like Caleb Downs, five-star safety. Notre Dame's going up against the, you know, the best of the best for, for somebody like that. And again, historically what Notre Dame needs to do on the official visit is knock it out of the park so much that there is like actually optimism coming out of the visit. Like, okay, shit, we actually maybe lead for this this player now. And that generally that's what needs to happen for Notre Dame with a five star comes into town. There's cases of, you know, it not happening, but you know, and still getting the still getting the player. But that was just kind of my general feel, you know, as uh, you know, as news was, you know, news was coming out. And I guess it's mainly mainly downs. Um although Micah T's again, I don't think Notre Dame was considered favorite going into his visit. And I don't think necessarily considered favorite coming out but then literally the other six it feels like was the reverse where you got flores hannafin freeling moore osbury and gray feels like those recruit those recruit or uh uh you know those recruitments are all yeah kind of right where notre dame wants yeah so okay i just i wanted to just uh make sure we i, I didn't want to I wanted to know where you were thinking before I kind of responded, um, because yeah. I, I do think you have the read correctly. Um, I the only thing with Caleb Downs too is like I was, um, I've I've met, not made it a secret that I am very much wanting to ha- add him to the class. Everybody um, knows how you feel yeah. about safeties, Greg. We it's we know safeties from Georgia too. Is, um, I know this is so, a safe, safe space. If you will. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Chris, so me and Christian McCollum had our show on Monday yeah. to do a wrap up. And he, so I was talking to him about it. And so he had talked to Caleb downs, um, after the, the trip and, and Caleb, you know, was, Basically, the thing about Caleb Downs that I, I'm kind of getting from Christian, too, is like he's very he's very thoughtful and measured in that he is not going to um, give a lot of platitudes about kind of any school mm. situation. Right. He's yep. not going to. It was amazing. It was, you know, it blew me away. Like he's not going to use phrases like that. Um, but it's like he told Christian and like we noted on the show you know, he's been in Notre Dame three, four times prior yep. to the official visit. He keeps coming back. And 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 I think that he is kind of taken aback by, like, is Notre Dame like a favorite for you? Like, are, are, where are they in your top schools? And he's kind of like, well, I mean, I keep coming back here. So, I mean, that's kind of indicative, right? And And I think he looks at it like that. And Christian asked him, you know – 
who is Notre Dame a leader, right? Do they, are they a leader for you? Are they, you know, where are they in that? And, and Caleb Downs gave him a no comment. And Christian mm-hmm. took that as I'm keeping my cards close to the vest, not yeah. I don't want to give you bad news. That's how he gotcha. took it. Um, gotcha. So I, I think that the, the conventional wisdom is that Notre Dame was behind. Um, I think Alabama and Ohio State are the two yeah. um, kind of main main ones. But I don't think anyone truly knows where Notre Dame is for him. Yeah. including Notre Dame for that matter. Hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, generally that's not great news, but I think the type of, you know, person that Caleb Downs appears to be right. Like he, the, you read about him and you read the profiles about him and it just, he's very faith-based. He's very academically driven. Um, he's very willing to, you know, I don't, I don't need to be close to home. Um, he, he's, he's always taking the long view on things He's always thinking about, you know, life after football and that sort of thing. Mm. And, and I think that it's um, I think that it's notable that I know that um, Kyle Hamilton's father, Derek Hamilton, was at Notre Dame, um, you know, as part of the, the player parent presentations, you know, get talking to them. And and I think that Kyle Hamilton is very similar to Caleb Downs in the way that I think they view the world. And, and I just think that having played the same position and, you know, Kyle Hamilton made a bet on Notre Dame and, you know, cause he could have gone, he can't, he went to Ohio state. He got an offer from Ohio state. He was offered by um, Georgia, you know, Georgia was Mm -hmm. way after him very hard. LSU was another school and he and Kyle Hamilton made a bet on Notre Dame and said, this is where I want to go to kind of grow as a, as a person and as a football player and all those things. And I would say that, that he, he won. I mean, he bet and won, you know, 14th pick in the draft goes in the first round, first safety taken. He to like the perfect, like, NFL team for perfect him, for, situation yeah. built a brand for himself. Uh, he got himself a podcast, very well spoken, right? Very like kind of worldly kid. Yeah. And, and that it, to me, that is that I think would speak to the way Caleb Downs appears to be right. Just from what we've heard. So um, it's kind of a long winded answer on him, but I, I think that's a, a good amount of context for what yeah. kind of person and what kind of recruitment this could be for Caleb Downs. Um, as far as Micah Tease, I, I think that that's true. I, I think, you know, he's wanting to play receiver and Notre Dame is, has kind of taken the tact of, okay, like, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll try it out receiver. But I think he kind of knows, and it was Notre Dame's plan initially to have him at corner, right? So if there's a school, I think USC is looking at him exclusively at wide receiver. So I think that that's going to speak to him a little bit. Um so, you know, there's there's kind of that. Um, and then Man. the rest, right? So Rico Flores has his uh, his commitment. I think it's July. He's either July 3rd or July 4th. I get him. In he is July gray. 3rd. He's okay, third. So he's gray third, is fourth. Gray is fourth, right? So I think those two, um, right now, I think it looks good for Notre Dame. But, yep. um, I, you know, Rico right Flores. Right on the he, heels he has, of the visit. 
uh, there was three crystal balls over on 24-7 for Flores, uh, it's usually a good sign. Right, right, right. And then, Unless it's but, Nicholas uh, Singleton, then it's a bad sign. <laughs> Flores has the uh, Flores has the Ohio State visit. Yeah. Um, although I saw that he was uh, predicted, I think, by on three today. He was predicted to Ohio State by on three, so that would be good news for Notre Dame because um, I think Ohio State would be kind of filling up at that point. Mm. Um, and then Christian Gray uh, trending pretty hard to Notre Dame at this point. Um, and same with Ronan Hannafin. So, yep. Um, Osbury, I, mean, I think. Go okay. ahead. No, I was going to say Osbury is, uh, he says he wants to wait. Um, I could see him, you know, Christian kind of, we mused about maybe he could give a silent commitment before January, but I mean, December, but he would go public in December. Um, so there's yeah. that. Um, and then Monroe Freeling's kind of like a interesting case in and of himself. So. Yeah, I mean, so one, I mean, I think Notre Dame has to feel really good about where they're at with wide receiver recruiting, uh, given the other, you know, the tea leaves, you know, that 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 are there to be read right now. So even what you just said about, you know, Micah Tease, if, if USC is willing to go, you know, all in on him as a receiver, they, you know, that's a, that, you know, we, you know, we don't like USC that much, uh, no. you know, in, in these parts, like not even a little bit. But, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with T's, if he's, if, if they're recruiting him as a receiver, like, I mean, you know, they know receivers. That's an offense where they, where they yeah. need, where they need receivers. And it's not like, you know, we can be picky at receivers. It's not like Notre Dame's got 10 receivers on scholarship right now or 12 receivers on scholarship. And it's like, ah, we're just, you know, we're just looking for a couple. You know, Notre Dame needs numbers there. Um, so if that's the case, they must feel great about Flores and Hannafin. Um, and then also we'll, we'll probably talk about great house here in a little bit. Uh, Braylon James, we know looks rock solid, uh, you know, in his commitment, he was there this weekend as well. Um, so th- th- I think, like I said, they have to feel good about it, but what about o- offensive line recruiting is getting interesting to me because, you know, you, you, you this, there's been reports now that, you know, I mean, Notre Dame's got the, you know, the four commits and you look at who's left on the board and it's, you know, Monroe Freeling, who is, you know, I think he's, he's not quite top 50. Was he in the sixties or seventies overall, but top 100 overall player. You got Charles Jagazaw come in on Monday, I think is his, the official start date of his visit. He starts, um, he's doing the kind of, you know, the mid or I guess early week visit on his own. Uh, and I mean, Jagasaw has been linked to Notre Dame for so long that it's again, he's another one where you're like, OK, feels like it's just uh, it's just inevitable. But now there's reports Notre Dame could take six offensive linemen. And I guess what, what so what, what, are, what are your thoughts on how offensive line recruiting has played out? Because I think it's interesting to see the way it's kind of trended, knowing, you know, what maybe, you know, Quinn, Jeff Quinn did on the recruiting trail uh, versus maybe, uh, you know, Harry, uh, Harry Heaston, now new offensive line coach, um, and just kind of maybe different philosophies. But, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on what we're seeing play out here? Well, um, I guess if you look at it from, from Notre Dame's point of view, I think, I think that you they've got four. And, you know, they, they really wanted Pendleton. They really wanted 
um, Auden, and they really wanted uh, Page, right? And Absher. You know, they yeah. wanted all those guys. So, um, so for them, that, that's top of the. Those are top of the board guys. Um, or at least uh, maybe because you know you don't have Okanola and you don't have. I mean, it, top of the board. Yeah. Once the board became clear about who was actually an option, right? Like someone like Chase Basantis, right? Like he's probably top of the board, but he he kind of wasn't interested early. Yeah. Um, then you have Samson Okanola. Like I don't. It, he didn't really express. There just wasn't interest there from him at that point. Um, but that's, you know, that, that is kind of is what it is, but they went after hard after page. I think, you know, that they really liked those guys because they were so yeah. quick to take them. Yeah. Um, so there's that. So you have four and I think you add Jagusa, one of Jagusa or Freeling, and then you have five there, you know, um, it, then you consider it just like a like it's a really good haul, right? That's what you're looking for. Um, if you had six, then I mean, yeah, like it's like no brainer, really good, really good group, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, as far as strategy goes, it's kind of hard to say because you feel like you're you're. It's like yeah, we'll take six, you know, but like I don't know if one of Monroe Freeling or uh, Jagusa wants to be number six, right? Mm. Um, and maybe they don't care, but it, it, it just seems kind of like, I don't know. Did, did, did we really think this through? Did, like, you know, did, did we really, and it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't want any of the the players that are committed, right? Like I know Jamie is really high on Odding and I know he's really high on, um, on page as well. Um, and really all of them, like he likes all those guys as takes, right? Yeah. Um, it just, it, to me, it's like you, you, you didn't, you, you kind of took, you took the guys that you knew you could get. And now we're kind of like, I don't want to say playing games, but we're, we're, we're kind of, I'm just going to say playing games for, for lack of a better way to put it, um, with like the two highest rated guys in the class. Yeah. Right? So, you know, at, a lot of people are fine with it. You know, I'm not going to give it a, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bang. He stand for it just because I'm, I'm, I'm not him. I don't, I don't know offensive line, you know, play well enough to say like, yeah, Harry, he stand like you blew it. Like you're making a bad yeah. choice. Right. I don't know that. Um, it's just on the face of it. It, it did the way it played out was a little strange to me, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. I, I think guess. that's that, that. That was why I brought it up because it does feel a little like it, it felt a little strange because it felt like coming into the month, like Freeling, everybody. It, it felt like I mean, it was it was Clemson and, and Notre Dame for you know for Freeling, but I think a lot of people felt like it's close, but maybe Notre Dame had the edge. Uh, and so yeah, so the way it's played out has just been it's been interesting to watch. Um, and it's been interesting to watch specifically through the lens of, you know, the one kind of thing hanging over Houston, you know, coming in was like, was again, was recruiting. And it was going to be, you know, does he want to, to go through the grind of, you know, of, you know, of recruiting again? Cause that was, you know, kind of at, at the end of his last tenure, you know, all things, uh, you know, all signs were or whatever, uh, you know, all reports were like, you know, he loved Notre Dame. But he just, you know, he didn't want to recruit anymore. He just wanted to coach. And that's why he went to the NFL. And then, he, you know, yeah. 
So when he came back, it's like, eh, is he going to do it? So it will, will again, yeah. I mean, time is only going to tell how it how it ultimately plays out. But while we're talking about the offensive line, did you see the amazing tweet from? Damn, now I can't remember which one. I can't remember if it was Absher or Pendleton. That it was did the, Pendleton. Okay, I couldn't remember who did the original tweet. The Step Brothers. Uh, the Step Brothers. Yeah. Where where they went back and did well, I love one. I love seeing that kind of stuff from the Notre Dame, uh, you know, commits that they are, you know, getting along, you know, like that. And also just, I mean, Step Brothers is one of the best movies of all time. So, uh, you know, to see to see them, uh, you know, post that was uh, was, was pretty funny. Uh, so, I mean, it, I guess hopefully we see more of that kind of stuff between, uh, you know, between the Notre Dame uh, it recruits, but. Anything else, I guess, on any of the, is of the of the of the recruits that, I mean, I think I know your answer, so maybe I don't even ask, ask it. But I was going to say of the recruits that, you know, that visited that, you know, everybody kind of feels like, or you know, Dame is in a really good spot with. If Notre Dame was to not get one, who do you think it is? And by the ones, by the one, I'm not going to include Osbury in this because I feel like he is the one that people are like Notre Dame could get, but I don't think. By any means, anybody thinks Notre Dame is like the leader. Although, if I'm not mistaken, there was a crystal ball for him this there week. Was, wasn't yes. There was, There was a crystal ball for him. Okay, so <laughs> I'll give you the option of Osbury in this hypothetical here. So of the six, then, that, again, people think Notre Dame is in a really good spot with, who's least likely to be in the class come December? So make sure I want to make sure I know who the six are. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know what? I was including Freeling in that, but now since we we maybe again we can let's say the five, Flores, Hannafin, Moore, Osbury, Gray. Because there's questions of whether or not Notre Dame would take six O line. Um, of all those, shoot. I mean, I guess Osbury, mm. but. I don't know. I mean, it it seems like it it does it. I I I mean, I would say Osbury for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like you said, there's a crystal ball in for him. I know, right? So, and it's like, just me. It's recruiting feel like it's getting less, or I guess it's say it's it's it feel like the last two three years, recruiting just feels like so much more predictable than I ever remember it being in the past like 10 10 years ago yeah 12 you know 15 years ago like it just seems that way like there's like the um the emil wagner's of the world like are just so like rare these days where you're just like wait he just committed to notre dame nobody thought that was possible um and it, it just seems like i don't know maybe all these these you know maybe all the the beat writers and whatnot had just have that that good of sources these days to kind of really know, you know, where Notre Dame or where, you know, where any of these schools stand. Well, I but, think uh, that, I think, I think part of it too is I think the players are so willing to talk to the beat. Yeah. Is the beat is now super clued in. Yeah. So like they don't, so the beat doesn't have to have like, and, and Believe me, Matt and Christian have a ton of sources yeah. um, inside the program, yeah. <laughs> like really plugged in. Um, but 
being able to to have such good relationships with the players gives you like that other kind of voice you know like that to be able to confirm things and check on things and so that i think that is part of it too Um, yeah i think it feels like too you know when it was when when the shift really felt i uh, when i think the shift started to happen was the early signing day Mm. once the early signing day came into play it was like one like one i mean recruiting timelines had accelerated at that point already but then it's like, damn, like, I mean, it's it's wild that in a lot of cases, you know, it's like June and we're like, man, classes, you know, getting full. I mean, unless you're some schools, but uh, but, yeah. you know, unless you're Michigan, uh, then you got a lot of room left in your recruiting class. But, um, you know, it's it, it is a it, it's been a shift. So. All right. That was that was last weekend. This weekend, Notre Dame's got a smaller set of visitors, uh, you know, coming in. But still, some very, very important, um, you know, important visitors coming in. Uh, I, I at some, you know, at some positions of, uh, you know, of need. So we got looking at running backs, Jeremiah Love, uh, at wide receiver, uh, Jaden Greathouse, and then at cornerback we got Bell and Wagoner coming in uh, as uncommitted prospects. You got some commits coming in, uh, you know, Cooper Flanagan, Brandon Vernon, uh, Bubakar, uh, Trary coming in, who also unofficially visited Boston College last weekend, apparently, which was interesting development. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, so of, of this group, again, this group, eh, I think if you look at this group, I think there's probably two of these players that there's like, um, you know, predictions or crystal balls in for, and that's great house and bell. I believe there's some in for bell on 24 seven at this point. Uh, the other two, not so much, but I mean, th- those are some positions of need that, uh, that Notre Dame needs to, needs to hit on here. So what are your, I guess, what are, I mean, I, all signs again. What's I think the the on three predictor is at like ninety seven percent for Great House or something just stupid high. Yeah, I you know Great House. It's interesting because he was it was trending, and I think with a good visit, you felt like he was going to be on commit watch. Yeah. Um, but now he's talking about uh, not he wants to see teams play. Yeah, which is. Interesting. You know, I, I don't know what that's, what that means, right? Like, what do you mean you want it? Like, I, I it's not that that's not fair. It's just yeah. like, to me that that's kind of, it, it's kind of like a, a mask for something else. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And so whatever it is, we've heard that so that's, this cycle. Yeah. That's a little weird. Um, so yeah, I, it, pushing the timeline back is never good, uh-uh. especially leading into a visit, but I mean, we'll see how the visit goes. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, go back Bell. to wide receiver. Okay. Like you, they gotta feel good at wide receiver. You're not like Notre Dame hasn't expanded the board. There's not been you're, there's the the last new receiver offer, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it uh, Christian Hamilton who just canceled his visit for this weekend? Yes. Yeah. So it's not like I mean, if Notre Dame did not feel good about where they stood with the wide receivers that they that you know that they reportedly lead with i it would be you know borderline like malpractice to not be expanding the board at this point because as of today 
you got one. We, there's one receiver in the class, and you need at least four yeah. based on the miss last year and the miss the year before. Well, not the miss the year before, two years, uh, whatever, three years ago. Two years ago is a pretty damn good class between uh, you know Styles, Thomas, and uh, and Colsey. I so I I agree with you. I mean, as far as like Braylon James, Rico Flores, and Ronan Hannafin, um, the only thing is Great House is like he's he's really good, you know. Yeah. And I, I they do they do kind of need him to mm-hmm. come out with the class that you uh, that you wanted, right? Um, and you you make a good point, right? Like. Beyond Great House, you you don't really have. I mean, because you could circle back to Malik Elzey. Um, yeah. You could you could try to like really make a move with Joshua Manning, right? Um, who they don't have. They don't have anything scheduled for either of those guys. So, um, that's kind of sitting there. I mean, look, we'll see, right? Like if they if they come out of this visit with Great House, and you see them schedule something with Elzey or Manning. Yeah, then, and then you that, know that'll be kind of a signal. It's just you know, not not that it's like doomsday or whatever, but it's like okay, we 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 need to cover our bases here, right? Yeah. Um. So there's there's that. Um. I, I think with Micah Bell, so Micah Bell has a a July one commitment date set, and he has Notre Dame this weekend. Yep. And he doesn't have any officials set up beyond Notre Dame. Yeah. So this one feels so, good. I would say if if we don't see another official and he keeps the commitment date, I'd see that's pretty indicative. You yes. know, I, yeah, I, it's yeah. pretty definitive. Um, Jeremiah Love is is interesting because he was a lower rated recruit, and now he's a higher rated recruit. Not so much anymore. <laughs> Alabama is looking at, and uh, so let's see. Alabama's looking at him. I think he's going to Texas A and M now. He's like, it was funny. He was he was a top. He was a he was a a three star guy, and now he's ranked higher than uh, than like Brennan Vernon. <laughs> it's like top one hundred guys. So um, yeah. I don't know. I I think I think there yeah. was a lot of optimism with him, but I think you know since the, the the bigger schools got in, it's like where where does he feel? You know where mm-hmm. where does he? you know, rate Notre Dame at this point. So this, the visit will go a long way. And then with Wagner, he's, he's a, a new, you know, kind of a new offer. I don't know that he's been in Notre Dame before um, from Washington. So, you know, yeah. we'll see if, if he, if, it, if he hits, then, you know, I could, I could see it actually moving pretty quickly um, hmm. or he might, you know, try to go later. He doesn't have a commitment date or anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Love is 66th overall in the on three consensus. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like he was uh, he was like 300 something, and now it's like oh okay, top 100. Yep. And so far he visited A and M, Michigan. He's got Notre Dame this weekend, and he's got Alabama next weekend. And if you look at the one, so he's also he's been to Notre Dame once. He was at Notre Dame in uh, in March. As of today. It's not a large lead, but the on three, uh, you know, recruiting prediction machine, their RPM, uh, does have Notre Dame atop at 25.5%, Michigan second, Bama third, and AM, you know, fourth. So, uh, I mean, I think things work in, you know, it, again, you look at, I mean, Notre Dame's got Richard Young or just got him off, you know, he just left. 
you know, today and everybody kind of thinks Bama is just like a lock. So if Bama is a lock for him, it's like, well, are he and Love going to go to the same school? Probably. I mean, probably not. Maybe because it's Bama and they, you know, they just, you know, they they can have six really good running backs at any time. But, um, I mean, I think it'd be very nice to see Notre Dame make a move here, um, you know, this weekend specifically, uh, yeah, specifically with love, like of all of the, of the four uncommitted, I think he's the one that you're like, well, one, I mean, you gotta, you gotta lock up great house, but, um, love is the one that you're like, man, if you can make a move with somebody, it's probably him, uh, because, It'd be a very nice addition to this class. I mean, they've um, been on. Here's the thing: they've been on them the longest, you know, and that, yeah. and I think that makes a, a big difference. And hey, a running back from the St. Louis area just did rather well huh. at the at the University of Notre Dame. So hey, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Kyron, I know got his uh, got his injury, but uh, maybe it'd be nice, you know, get uh, get 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 Kyron to uh, you know to be to be present in some way, but. Um, yeah, he he's the one on this trip. What what are your thoughts on the young visit? You think it was an interesting visit to me in general because again, it was one where like literally everybody is like Bama is a lock, but you got him on campus, and I mean, it seemed like you know he posted some pictures he liked. We saw the video or you know pictures or whatever it was of him and Freeman in the Ferrari, which Notre Dame recruiting has changed. Could you ever see Brian Kelly getting in a Ferrari with uh, with a recruit, like a golf cart, maybe? Right? Like, <laughs> I, I can't see Kelly. Kelly. Can ever... I ever see a recruit driving around with Brian Kelly? Ever? We ever seen that? Well, we know he now he's got a Tesla from all those articles because they all mentioned his new Tesla. Well, he has a Tesla, but yeah, I mean. Well, he'd have to talk to him if they were in the car with him, right? Like that's you know, like it'd be awkward, right? It'd be awkward to not. I think that here's the thing in terms of just like getting in a Ferrari or whatever. Like it, it's clearly, I think Brian Kelly would have regarded that as tacky, you know. And and there's the guy a guy who got things. on the turntable. Well, I, I, he probably he probably regard, but I'm I'm saying at Notre Dame. Oh yeah. He would have regarded it as that. He said. He said at Notre Dame. He 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 said I wouldn't do this at Notre Dame. That's true, right? Because I think he he viewed it in a different way. Um, and Marcus Freeman clearly, look at he, he. Every single person that speaks about him, or, you know, has known him or whatever, Marcus Freeman seems to have a gift with people. He knows how to reach them, how to push their buttons, which doesn't mean that, um, you know, he's going to be 100% all the time, of course. Um, but he knows how to reach people. And I think, you know, with Richard Young, he, he, you know, hey, let's, t- let's go ride for, for a ride in my Ferrari. You might think that's cool. He's making Notre Dame, like, cool. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it it's, it's he's making Notre Dame more. Um, like less Brian stuffy. Kelly was like, look, Brian Kelly did well, but he was like, it was. Were you about to say less stuffy? That's what I did say. 
Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I spoke at the same time. We oh. cut you off a little bit. That was literally <laughs> no, the exact word I was looking for, too. Oh, yeah. Like, Kelly was stuffy. Kelly was like, you know, you know, the old dude who you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my uncle who wears polo shirts all the time, right? <laughs> that's 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 Brian Kelly. Marcus Freeman is like, oh, no, that's my cool cousin, man, who, you know, who snuck me a beer when I was 19. You know, <laughs> like, that's that's the vibe you get from Freeman versus Kelly. And it just seems like there, there is a definitively new vibe around the program, specifically when it comes to recruiting. So it was not there. I think that the other thing too, about Marcus Freeman is he is so clearly about the, the, the boys, you know, he's so clearly about his players and about relationships and about the people. You know, mm-hmm. it, that is his thing. And I think for Kelly, it was about being the manager. I am the the CEO. I am yep. in charge of all of this, right? And so, like, for Kelly, the manager isn't going to drive around in a Ferrari with a recruit. That's not what the manager does. The manager sits in the office and you come to me on my time and you come in my space. Yeah. And you are on my kind of schedule, right? And 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 Freeman, he just you could you don't do the things that Freeman does with regard to calling recruits and texting recruits and being around them all the time, if you don't genuinely enjoy that part of it. He clearly enjoys being around prospects, players, his kids, right? Like he enjoys that. He enjoys it. And that is, look, that's why everyone says he's genuine, right? Because he doesn't have to force it. It might be his favorite part of the job. So... That is that is the clearest difference between the two of them is Kelly does not like the the that part of it. It's not that he can't do it. Everyone's always said like he's actually very good in yeah. person or whatever. It's that it, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to be a manager of all of this. I'm here to be the CEO of all of this. Yeah. Freeman is like, I am here to 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 meet these people and to learn about them and to get to know them and try to help them and try to make them into better football players and better people and all those other things while creating a championship football team. It's so that's the, that's the contrast. It's like, it's not that Brian, it's not that Marcus Freeman needs to be driving around a Ferrari. He's not going to do that for everybody. It's just that, Hey, I know something about Richard young. And so I'm going to do this thing for him. Cause I know he'll appreciate it. Yeah. So. Love it. I love it all. I love it all. Dude, that this beer was strong. It was you really love good. That one. Beer. Dude, it's great. It's especially when you have one that's like 10 plus percent. You're like, excuse me, like the little a little bit of a nice, nice, nice little edge. You're just one of them. Uh I love it, man. I mean, I'm I'm almost at 95 Nebraska right now after that one. That was a good one. Um, but uh all right, we, we talked about recruiting quite a bit, maybe a little bit more than I thought we would, but hey. Let's get into questions. We had some good questions this week, Greg. Are you ready for the question? I'm ready to go. First, right. before we get to the questions. Yes. Right. Thank you. Thank you 
Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah. I just done, looked up. I you just have done up. a solid to me personally. My, and me? I really appreciate it. I hate the I Celtics. I really appreciate it. Hate the I Celtics. don't. Like, what did I? I tweeted it out. There are two things out of every NBA season that I want. One is for the Lakers to win the title. And short of that, the Celtics not winning the title. All right. And they got very close. They did. And but they didn't they didn't get there. They did not. So it is and they lost on their home court. Oh, and it wasn't even on your home court. Kind of got slapped too. Yeah. Mm. Love it. I love I mean, I hate the Celtics. Um mm. I did I will say I did kind of want them to beat the Heat because Jimmy Butler eliminated my Sixers. So I was like, okay, I could be fine with the Celtics beating the Heat, knowing that they were probably gonna lose to the Warriors, and that's what happened. So it is nice. Ah, yes. Okay. All right. Let's get into questions now. All right. Uh, I'll look at the reactions of, uh, you know, some of the folks who are, you know, like to be courtside, you know, at uh, at Celtics games, who may be high, you know, high profile sports media people, um, who are just not likable characters. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna look forward to his response. Is what I'm getting at. Anyway, we're gonna go to questions. We're gonna start with one of the best questions we've ever gotten. It's from our friends at One Foot Down. Um, it is. Here it is, guys. It, and gals. Sorry. It's not necessarily a football question, but I love it. Make a burrito for each away game using only the specialties of each city the Irish visit. All right. We're going to start. I know you said... So I saw I saw Tim O'Malley responded to this because uh, apparently Josh at One Foot Down sent this to the Irish Illustrated guys, and they didn't answer it on their pod. Tim said he was on vacation, and he answered. You said it was perfect, but uh, we're gonna try to top it, Greg. We have to. We have well, to. Well, so so I'm gonna read um, Tim's Tim's uh, answers. Okay. Do we want to read them all, or do we want to read? Yeah, let's read. You go I'll, ahead. I'll read. I'll just read all of them. Real quick. Read them all. Read them all. Uh, for Ohio State. He said beef, onions, beans, cheese, and salty as fuck. Yeah, that is true. He did. He said AF because Tim is He said AF. I'm saying the 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 actual words because I can do that. Yes. And Tim is too too classy for us. Um, okay. You, uh, North Carolina, barbecue, mustard, greens, mustard, chicken, mustard, beans, vinegar, BYU slash Vegas, spaghetti, sushi, cake, chicken wings, steak, and beans. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Syracuse, don't care. Navy, Baltimore, crab cake, and honor. USC, street tacos. All right. Street tacos is kind of right. True. Um, but yeah. All right. So let's start. Let's go through them. Are you ready? All right. Ohio State. What do you What do you got? Columbus. Do you have one? Or are you? So I was, I don't know, I don't know Columbus's cuisine. So I was going to kind of cheat and go with the Cincinnati chili. Oh. Because they, they put the, they put the chili on everything. Disgusting. Yeah. Vile. You know what? You, you, know what? you, you Frank. <laughs> um, so I would say, I would, so I would say that plus um, like some rice. I would say North Carolina. I would say. Oh wait, um, wait. You, you want to go? You're gonna do all. Or you want me to go Ohio State next? Oh no, no. You go. You go. All Ohio right. State. All right. So I, I'll tell you what. I'm going with Ohio State. Straight cheese burrito to go with all that wine that they got in Columbus. Hey! Oh, hey! Oh, nailed it. 
And to your point, yeah, there's nothing, there's no redeeming qualities, no redeeming foods in Columbus, Ohio. So next, what do you, what do you got? Uh, North Carolina. So I would, so for North Carolina, I would definitely go with like, uh, like barbecue, like barbecue ribs, okay. like, some, like a barbecue, like a rib, uh, type with, with slaw with All some right. nice vinegar slaw, um, that, and maybe some, maybe some pinto beans. Okay. I think, I think that'd would, be would good. Fire me up pretty good. Right. I like the, the, for the BYU one. Mm-hmm. I really do like the, uh, I really do like the, uh, this, like the sushi part. <laughs> like there's gotta be some kind of like sushi burrito that we could make. Oh, there right? definitely like, is. Oh yeah. So, so I would say, um, is Vegas really known that. for sushi? I went, I, 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 I did research on, on food from BYU area. So I got one, I got a good one for, for that. Oh, for but, Provo? Go. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like, is is Vegas really known for their sushi? I mean, they're just known for. I they, think they're, they're, they have a. Ton, I mean, they have a ton of stuff. Yeah. That's why he went such a like. Such I got gotcha. you. Vegas isn't really known for any one thing, just because. It's just sadness. There's so when many. When you lose things. all your money. Yeah. Um. All right. So North Carolina, by the way, I went. I knew. I knew everybody would think barbecue. So I did a little research on North Carolina. Apparently. North Carolina also a lot of seafood in that in that region, and they are apparently uh, apparently fried catfish is a is a big thing. So I'm I would say I, I could I could be down with like a fried catfish burrito where you get a little bit of slaw in there, you get a little bit of like an aioli sauce going on in uh, you know in that in that burrito, maybe a little rice, but I'm just I I would go with like a fried fish base as my burrito for north carolina and that's based on food network telling me that uh fried catfish is a thing in north carolina did not know that prior to about an hour ago uh for byu slash vegas so i went I, i did it based on where byu was from and apparently there is a thing in utah that is they're known for i guess i didn't know i mean again i found this out tonight it, it's called fry sauce. Um, it's like a thing, like they sell it. It's in bottles. It's like a they, it's it's something that that is that is uh, popular in the state of Utah. It sounds kind of like Big Mac sauce. So my burrito for that game would be a Big Mac style burrito where it's like hamburger, fry sauce, fries, and lettuce all wrapped up in a burrito. Fry sauce sounds like Thousand Island to me. It basically is from the recipes yeah. that I found. So that's okay. thus, thus the Big Mac inspired burrito for this game. That was the that was the impetus. Once I once I found out that was a thing, I didn't I did not know that. Got it. All right, Syracuse. Tim didn't give one. What do you do? You, what do you have for Syracuse? I don't have a, I don't have a good. Um, I All don't right. know about Syracuse. Okay, so Syracuse is not that far from the city of Buffalo. So I'm going, if I'm going oh, up to Syracuse, Buffalo. it's like a baby. Yeah. I forget. I drove, when I drove up to Buffalo last summer, we went through like right past Syracuse. I think it was like maybe like an hour, hour and a half away. So I'm going to just, I'm going to take the proximity. And if Jude from One Foot Down listens to this, he's probably going to tell us that like, it's not that close to Buffalo because I know he's from somewhere up around those regions of, 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 of New York. But, uh, I would do like a buffalo chicken style burrito that I think could be pretty good. You could probably go like some like 
chicken tenders and buffalo sauce with some blue cheese and some celery, maybe some corn. I don't know. All in there. And that would be that would be quite delightful. What about Navy? Baltimore. I I, I really love the uh the crab cake part yep. of that. Um I think that's what I would do. I would do some sort of crab cake base. Yeah. Um with you know, like another like another slaw type. You need a slaw, yeah, like a corn yeah. something in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I I I'm down with that. I was thinking the same. I mean, that's that's what it's the only thing I could think of for Baltimore. You gotta have a lot of old bay in there, because I mean that's like that's you know, that's that is Baltimore in a nutshell. So all right, USC. So, I mean, he, so he said, so how do you put says, a street taco in a burrito? That's all I'm, I mean, you like wrap it. Is this so like a crunch not, so he, What he's saying is, is street tacos and not burritos. So I would say. That's not the question. We're not. Yeah. We're not going to do street tacos for that. We're going to do uh, carne asada for sure. Okay. Because um, there's so many uh, taquerias out here. It's just, there's so many. Um, so that's what I would do. Some carne asada, some uh, cilantro rice, some uh, black beans some uh is that cheese um it's the white cheese can't think of it it's like oh, a yeah. fresca cheese yeah um let's get that in there it's just some nice guacamole okay crush crush i mean that does sound delightful i'm going the opposite direction in all of this on 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 usc i'll tell you what i think about when i hear la you're gonna probably get mad about this one because you know but anyway, I think about Roscoe's. So I'm going fried oh, chicken okay. and waffle burrito. I'm gonna I'm gonna somehow maybe I have to I might have to chop the waffle up into little pieces and mix it in with the fried chicken and some you know some syrup and just get that all up in a burrito and just crush on that. That would be that's uh that's that's what that's what I'm gonna think for you know for USC. I think that works. I Great question. For sure. Great question from uh, that. There's, there's. I mean, I think there's zero doubt that that was uh, that was not Josh. That was there's a hundred percent. There's hundred percent that that was that was Josh who sent us that question. So love it. All right, all right. So here we go. We'll jump into some other questions here. We got Drew Brennan at Drew Brennan seventy seven. Thank you, Drew. Always sending in the questions. He says two over under scenarios. Um, answer both. So. Three blocked punts by Notre Dame this upcoming season. Three roughing the punter penalties that result in first downs for Notre Dame opponents. Because we know Mason is much more aggressive in the block game. So Drew's question here, over under three blocks as a result of, uh, of, uh, of Brian Mason's uh, new punt block schemes. What do you got? So I was thinking about this. I could go. Um, I could go. I, I was. I was gonna be super optimistic with a plus, like more than three, but um, I'm gonna say under for both. Yeah, um, I agree. Like I could see two. Yeah, probably. if it was like I tell you what, Drew it is in future efforts. Give, give a half. Like if he was like a like yeah, two yeah, and yeah. a half. That if he been said like, two and a half, because here's the thing: if it's three, I get three. Push. You know, and it's a push, right? So yeah. I, I don't, I can't over like four blocks is kind of a lot. Like that's a ton. Yeah. Um, but you know, and it's like roughing the roughing the kicker penalties or like I could see getting a couple 
Yeah. But not too many. Because if you once you get two, Marcus is going to get in the ear and be like, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. So. All right. All right. So I think we're in agreement on that one. All right. Next questions uh, from Oscarino at gone. In 2059, Oscar, as always, thanks for the questions. Um, for incoming Notre Dame football for Ash, is it better to be placed in a dorm with air conditioning or without? Character building or living in luxury? That's the first part. There's three parts. I'm going to let you go. Or you, I can go first because I always pose the questions and then make you go first. So I can go if you want. Okay. Up to you. So... Um... Notre Dame has like all the money. It's not living in luxury to have air conditioning in South Bend in the summer. Like, okay, Kyle Hamilton was put in a dorm room without air conditioning his first camp in Notre Dame. And he was like, please move me. This is ridiculous. I can't sleep and I'm sweating and I have practice like every single day. So like, seriously, Get him, get so get them all like air conditioning. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Exactly. Um, no, it's you put them all in air conditioning. Freshman year at Notre Dame for football players is hard enough. We know that they can't do online classes. We talked about that ad nauseum today. So it, it's a tough enough, uh, you know, uh, change for most of them. So don't make it harder, just don't. Um, next question from Oscar was, would a tornado <laughs> on an official visit turn you away from the school? I'm assuming this is in relation to all of the ridiculous weather that ran through the Midwest this week. So in this scenario, would you say, would, it, would, would a tornado on an official visit for you, Greg, turn you away from that school? Um, I mean... If it was Notre Dame, no. But no. if it was anywhere else, it would not help. That's the thing is, I don't know that it would ever turn me away. I think it would be more of like a, I mean, how long are you in the bunker? How long are you, you hunkering down? It just takes time away. Like you think of it logistically, it's like, well, we were going to do all this fun stuff tonight, but there's a tornado warning. So we were in a basement hanging out to be safe. You're like, oh, yeah. okay. I could have hung out in a basement at home. So. Um, all right, last question from Oscar is what's your opening day menu slash spread looking like for Ohio State? Opening day spread. Oh, well, see, here's the thing, right? So that's gonna be a night game. So yeah. in theory, like, yeah. in theory, there there should be a good spread, right? Because it's not like it's an eleven, like so for me, like the the home games are like uh like a 11:30 kicks. Yeah, right, for for me. Um but the Ohio State's going to be a night game, so that's probably like 4:30, so that's like a really good time to like eat. You can be done, like you don't have to be eating like super late or anything. So, um but like I get especially for Ohio State, I probably won't want to do too much. And I the other part too is like okay, so Oscar's talking about spread, right? I don't like to watch games with a lot of people, especially a game like Ohio State. Yeah. So, I mean, if like, are we like, uh, are we like, is it a hypothetical, right? Like, is this a hypothetical spread where it's like, I'm actually like a normal human being where I can actually watch the games? Like a normal person? <laughs> no, 
No. Um, no, absolutely not. It is you, it, you, you being in. Like, do you got to watch in the garage? Like, what, what? I probably- will be in the garage. I'll okay. be in the garage. So, like, there won't be a spread. Like, I'll just. Uh, let's just okay, okay. For the sake of Oscar's question, let mm-hmm. let's just assume that it will be um, like a normal, a norm. Like, I'm a normal human being. Yeah. But that's not, I don't think, I think he's asking knowing that neither of us are normal human beings. I know, but it's like fun, right? So what I would do <laughs> is I would do I would do sliders. Oh. I would do either burgers. I would do both. I would do burger sliders and I would do pulled pork sandwiches on little just like the the slider buns. I would make coleslaw. Um, I would make like some type of like potato for the children, probably. Um because they don't want the coleslaw. So I would probably do that. And then I would do um, probably like a, like a, like a um, artichoke dip. You love the artichoke dip. Yeah, I do. You love it. I do. You love it. All right. I well, love the artichoke dip. So, I mean, I, I'm going to ask, man, it, it get for, so for me, I'm on the opposite where it's like, it's early enough for you. For me, it's late enough that like 7.30 is like, I mean, the little guy goes down to bed around 7, so it's like, that's like right in the range of like when we're getting him down and we're giving him his bath and his last bottle and everything of the day. So like, I'm not cooking at that point. I, I, I can tell you right now, there's there's a high, high, high likelihood that that's a takeout slash delivery game, you know, in this, in this, in this house. Uh, in fact, because it'll probably also be like, because the baby's going to be sleeping during the game. It'll probably just be me and my wife. Um, so I could see me making like some queso earlier in the day and just having it around all day and then like ordering something, uh, you know, for, you know, for the game. If I was going to make something else, I really like making uh, this thing. And my brother-in-law turned me on to a couple years ago. He, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's Stromboli-like. But it's basically just like a lot of like crumpled sausage and cheese, like in a pizza dough wrapped up. And he just calls it sausage bread. It's amazing. Uh, mm. So maybe that could be something I can get get done ahead of time. But yeah, if I were to cook anything for opening day, it's going to have to be something I can make ahead of time and uh, and have ready. So great questions, as always, Oscar. Appreciate the food questions every week. We uh, I uh, we, we we quite enjoy those. Next question. Robbie uh, Knee Neighbor at Big Underscore Scrub says, Price, Lindsay, Tyree, Styles, rank them in order of returning A, kickoffs, and then B, punts. Um, so who I is your – yeah, if we rank – of of those four – which I mean, if we were to rank, if I were to rank them in kickoffs, I would go Tyree, because we know he can take one to the house. Um, Styles, Price, and then Lindsey. And I have Lindsey last because I, he's fast, but like at this point in his career, we've never seen him return a kickoff. We have not. Actually, so he like, has before, but what's that? He did in the bowl game, I think, in 2019. Okay. I, just, I don't don't remember that. Anyway, you would think we would have seen it more if they thought, like, mm-hmm. that was a skill set of his. Also, he's had injury concerns. I'm not putting somebody that I'm worried about, um, you know, that we need to stay healthy 
And actually, you know what? Maybe I'm bumping Styles down. I'm gonna put Styles at third because we can't afford any injuries to wide receivers. Yeah, just because we can't afford any re- injuries to wide receivers this year. So, skill set wise, I think Styles can do it and do it pretty damn well, though. Uh, yeah. So let's see, kickoffs. Um, I don't know. I'm not really opposed to Lindsay, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. The thing about Tyree, though, is like he does – like, okay, he needs a runway for sure. Oh. Um, That's any kickoff return, man. It's not like a punt returner. Well, no, 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 but I mean like he's – he's. I'm, I'm not describing this very well. It doesn't matter. So I, I would say – so I would say probably, I guess, Tyree won – it's just the thing with Lindsay. Like I haven't really seen him do it for yeah. one, um, and for two, like it's like t- there is kind of like a weaving in and out of traffic aspect to it. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say with like uh, what like what uh, Mason is going to be doing on kickoff returns. Mm. I would say on punt returns, like I think it needs to be it needs to be Styles. Yeah. Um, like he did it in high school. I swear to God, we always get these guys who like you watch them in high school and you think, oh, wow, they're so good. And then. And then they come to college and they just never do it. Mm-hmm. It's like ridiculous. Like put them back there. Let's yeah. go. So I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement with where 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 we're at on that one. So and yeah, I mean, punts, I would definitely actually. Again, if, if, if punts, it would be like s- probably Styles, Price, Tyree, Lindsey. Because I think Tyree and Lindsey are both super fast. But to your point, they need like – they're not fast of like, you know, shifty fast where it's like, oh, I'm going to make three guys miss and then take off like the other two. So his last question, by the way, Robbie, is is it more likely that Xavier Watts gets wide receiver reps even though Kyle was never given them? How much will you burn down if a safety gets wide receiver reps after Kyle did not? Will you just you just burn it all down? Where where are we at? Where, how how would you handle this? I don't know if I should say what I would do publicly. Like, I don't know if I should I should put I I don't know if I should put that publicly. Into probably not. The, probably not. If that's what you're thinking already. Yeah. Yeah. Like crimes. I think Mil- Mil- Milton and office values. I was burned the place down. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> could great. set the building on fire. I set the building on fire. <laughs> uh, man, I'll tell you what. If if Watts does get receiver reps, again, things probably didn't go that well for Notre Dame because he looks like a really good safety. They want to keep him there. Mm-hmm. And if he's getting receiver reps, it means somebody got hurt or something and they need bodies. And that's, that's not going to bode well. So yeah. next question. Chris Jenkins. Let's show some love for the boys at Notre Dame baseball. Man, did they uh, they did the damn thing taking out Tennessee. Now they are in Omaha. Do you think other whoops other uh, sports programs uh, fed off of others at a school? So one, yeah, I mean, props to Notre Dame baseball. It was pretty awesome. I've watched that is great. Watched about forty five to fifty minutes of college baseball this year. It all happened last weekend. It was very easy to see. Why nobody liked Tennessee? Uh, they were they they were just not fun. Uh, they were just like ugh, annoying. So 
uh, yeah, obviously major props to them. It would be great to see Notre Dame do some noise, uh, you know, or uh, to make some noise in, uh, you know, in Omaha. I think they do feed off of the, uh, you know, I think programs do feed off of other, you know, programs when they, when they're doing well. I mean, you saw the pictures of uh, Freeman uh, embracing Link Jarrett when he came back and, and things like that. So I, I think it's good for the overall just, you know, athletics department when a school, you know, team maybe goes on a run. Um, I, I agree with that. I, yeah. I think, I think, uh, it's, it's cool to see like, you know, Foskey and Bertrand, um, Kaiser and, uh, Aaronsberger, Aaronsberger. Like, driving to the thing. I think that's very yeah. cool. Um, it's like a very college thing to do, which is fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bertrand's brother is, you know, he's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. He's a key key piece. So I, yeah. I, I do think like as far as feeding off, I, I think that if if it was like if they were in Notre Dame's football season, yeah, I could see it more, right? Yeah. Um, because I think that can happen, right? Like you get multiple um you know, multiple sports at yeah. the same time going on like a run. Um and it's kind of hard just because like basketball doesn't really get going. Like there's nothing that's really yeah. going on in um, during the football season that would actually like catch a bunch of people's attention, maybe yeah. on campus. Right. So like the soccer teams, if like the soccer teams are doing well or like lacrosse or something like that, um, you know, then I, I mean, like, so that would be on an on-campus thing. Yeah. Right. So it's not that it doesn't, right? Like I think if there's good vibes on campus around like the sports programs, like I do think that that would have some sort of like uh, I don't know, some sort of effect, right? Like yeah. the, the vibes. If you got, if the vibes are good, then everyone's love a good vibe, vibe and everyone's feeling good. Yeah, everyone loves vibes. Also, Chris wants to know if you got that Kyle Hamilton jersey yet. Kyle Hamilton Ravens. Jersey. I have not. I have not. I need to get. I need to get on that. Yeah, where, dude? Fanatics. They got them all. I know. <laughs> All right, added question from Chris, by the way. Outside of Notre Dame and your favorite NFL team, who for you we know is the Baltimore Ravens, who is one former or current player you really like? And then he says, I will like this one because his was always Brian Dawkins, who I think you can relate to as a safety, one of the greatest safeties of all time in the uh, in the NFL, Mr. Brian Dawkins. Weapon X, as we uh, as he is he's referred to. But... I had a really hard time with this because honestly, I hate most teams outside of Notre Dame and I hate most teams outside of the Eagles. So it's really hard for me to pick. And I was like, who do I not? Who do I not, you know, really hate? Um, so, you know, one, one name that came to my mind, um, was Larry Fitzgerald. Mm. I mean, he was just, he was a pro. He did it. You know, he stayed with a team his entire career. He was one of the best that has ever played the position at wide receiver. Uh, so, I mean, I just, I, he crushed my Eagles a couple of times, but um, even when he did, it was one of those where you're like, ah, damn it, he's just so good. Yeah. It's not one of those ones where the guy beats you and you're like, oh, I hate that guy. It's like, it's just freaking good. So he was one that came to my mind um, like almost right away when I was trying to think of it. Other than that, I did have a hard time trying to think. You know, one that I, I that did come to mind actually, JJ Watt is another one mm-hmm. that um, I mean, just because the things he did off the field too, 
in Houston, uh, you know, when the hurricane went through a couple of years ago, it seems like a good dude. Um, and it's just like when healthy, man, he's fun to watch play football. He's just friggin' specimen. Um, those are two that came to my mind. Who, anybody you got? I mean, you know, as everyone knows, I'm a lifelong uh, Ravens fan since uh, since April. So, so it can't be an, it can't be a Ravens player. It's, it's, well, so, but the other part is is like it kind of is a Ravens player. So I, in all seriousness, I I didn't have a pro team, so um, it was okay. very easy for me to like have a favorite player. It's like so Ed Reed, of course, um, was someone I followed. Like I I literally Sean did. Taylor, was, oh, like, Sean Taylor, Ed Reed. Like I I would record games. So um, maybe okay. that's what I would do to watch those guys. Um, as far as like, you know, like randoms, like I, I, I loved, uh, this is a kind of a super random one. I, I really love Greg Jennings, the wide receiver for the, uh, the oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the way he ran. I love the way he ran routes. Um, and plus, you know, if, look, if you, if you had a, if you had a, a, a cup of tea on my fantasy team, you did really well for me. I'm, I'm going to be a big fan of yours. So yeah. Uh, but I would say, so I would say if I was just picking one, like I would say Greg Jennings on offense and I would okay. say, um, you know, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor on defense. All right. Those are good ones. Uh, you know who else I kind of like too? I really like Keenan Allen for some reason. I don't know why. It could okay. be because again, fantasy football things where I had him on a team and he, he, he really, uh, he really did me solid some years, but, um, yeah, those are the ones that come to mind. Usually, man, I'm a, I'm a very much a fan of the Jersey and, uh, not of any other jerseys. Like once, mm-hmm. once they're on another team, it's like, mm, can't, can't do it. So, all right. We got clutch sports. Notre Dame asks us, has the Ohio state fan base surpassed all other teams, fan base and level of pettiness this year? I think your answer is a resounding yes. Based on what you had said earlier on. Mm-hmm. All right. We can move on then. Austin Bradley asks us, what is more? I like this question a lot. What is more likely? Notre Dame has a five-star quarterback in 2023, or Notre Dame has the same offensive coordinator in 2022 and 2024. Oh my God! So let's let's the, the, basically what Austin is asking us here is what is more likely: Dante Moore, a Notre Dame football player next year, or Tommy Reese, still the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame in 2024? Um, I'm going to say I think five-star quarterback slash Dante Moore 2023 is more likely than Reese still being at Notre Dame in 2024. Um, Disagree. Whoa. Is this because you think Reese might still be here or because you just think there's that small chance of Dante Moore? Well, Reese is already here. Right. So that's... So like I already like so one of those includes someone who's already on campus. Right? Uh-huh. So he has to he has to be going to something whether where like Dante Moore has to be choosing something. Okay. So like Dante Moore to me is like I think that I think that the whole time he's kind of had in his mind like I'm probably going to go to Notre Dame. Um, but I want to look at these other places first. Uh-huh. And now he's, I think he's been thinking about for like, I don't know, a week or two weeks, or I can't remember how long it's been um, since CJ Carr committed. But I think, I think for that two weeks, he spent his time thinking, I'm probably going to go somewhere else. Yeah. 
Um, so. Right, so the reason I say it that way is because I just see like, I know uh, your multiple programs made a run at Tommy Reese this last year. I think we all fear that an NFL team might scoop in and try to make him an offensive coordinator in the NFL next year. And if not, you know, 2024 seems like it would be very, very, very optimistic for him to still be at Notre Dame. So that's the my thought process there. Yeah. All right, we got Doug uh, Saint at Dougie or Saint says, why are our week one opponents being so soft? Um, so we, again, we already covered this one, but thanks for the yeah. question, Doug. Um, five foot, uh, five foot, nothing and hundred and nothing, uh, five foot at five foot, nothing pod. Does the recruitment of more change with cars commitment? You actually just touched on this. I think we all agree. It does to what extent we don't know, but it doesn't seem to be trending in our favor. It's definitely not trending that way. No, it's trending the opposite. But then again, like it could honestly, like it could only trend down. Yeah. Very true. I mean, you know, that there was only one way to go. Very, very true. So, all right, we got Tyler Hack here asking us, if you were an elite college football player signing an NIL deal with a car dealership, obviously in relation to uh, a state quarterback here, what car would you pick for yourself? Uh, do you have an idea? I don't. You know why? I don't. I don't know cars. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. So neither I've, do I. That's a I'm not a car. Um, I, I've never. I've never been. Um, and I'm also like, what car would I like today? I'm like, but no. In this hypothetical, I'm not a near 40 year old man with a family. I'm like an 18 year old, uh, you know, quarterback, like just trying to to you know to zoom around. So I don't. Dude, I don't know enough about cars. So I've had. No, it wouldn't be um, a Tesla. I'll tell you that much. We we so we drove so we've had um a pilot for a really long time. Honda? Um yeah. All right. We got you know, because once we had like honestly, I had a I had a Honda Accord. Yeah. And then once we found out we were pregnant with number three, like literally we like two months later like went and bought a Honda pilot because we knew we 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 needed the bigger car at that point. So I'm used to driving. A bigger car um you can go like it, escalated if you're I a recruit like, not escalate i really love those like the range rovers man okay i really like range rovers and i'm sure i could get like someone better than me would know like um oh. like a super classy one or a super like luxury one but I i'm did. just like into bigger cars but but the, the, i mean the, again the question is like if I was a recruit I don't have a family and I therefore I haven't been into bigger cars but still like I, I always kind of do like bigger cars, so um, all right, take a Range Rover. You know what? That that I got some wheels churning here. I would take you know some sort of Jeep that you could take the top down off of. Like there's got to be like a souped up version of that that uh, you know that 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 isn't cheap. I'm doing that one because uh, that would be fun driving around campus and you you know in a Jeep without like with the top down. Your friends hop in. All right. Like it. All right. We got Aaron Berger. Any word on this year's kicking game? Have not heard a peep on this from anyone. Ah, I think there's a reason. Uh, it's because there's not a lot of optimism right now about the kicking game. There's big question marks about the kicking game going into the season. Uh, I, it's, it's I'm concerned. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's a concern for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a step back. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. there's no... 
That's right. There's no real way around that. There will there will be a a step back. Um, it it's going to go from something that could win Notre Dame a game to something that could lose them a game. I think that's the best way I've thought of the kicking game. Um, yeah, this uh, you know this year we had one last question. Uh, from Joe uh, ESQ says, how exactly is Notre Dame a better academic institution than Ohio? Be specific. I think he meant Ohio State, but I think we all have a general idea. You covered it. 60,000 versus 8,000. Um, and also the whole like Ohio State fans being like, what is he talking about? Notre Dame being, it's like, come on. Nobody is... Nobody's no, I, I don't think too many recruits have said like I, I committed to Ohio State because of uh, the academics. What are we talking about? Like, seriously, exactly. like, exactly. like it's, such a, it's such a weird like like specifically like Notre Dame has one of the prestigious, like most prestigious business programs like in the nation. That is true. Right. Like it's not like amongst college football teams or major college like in the in the United States. In this know? state. Yes. All right. So like it's just. It's just a different. Uh, it's just a different. It's kind of like it's. It's like um. It's like oh, you know, hey David Chang, you think your 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 food is so good. How come? How come we get all these uh, customers every single day then from the McDonald's CEO? You know, like. It's just like it's totally different. Like it's just the, it, you're trying to do different things, right? It, it, so just you know. It doesn't have, it's no like slight to say like, yeah, like Notre Dame is a better academic institution than Ohio State. Like that's just true. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not to say you can't, it's not to facts. say you can't get a good education in Ohio State. Of course you can, right? Anywhere yeah. you go, you can, but they're just different. They're, it's like, it's like you can't, it's, it's not to say that you can't get um, a good meal at, you know, freaking, uh, Cheesecake Factory, but you, you, it's like it's not the same as like you're going to like one of these five star restaurants, right? Like it's just a different thing. True, though. It's great, great, great analogy. Great, just great way to end the pod this week is, is Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. So, I mean, you, I mean, again, since we had questions from some of our friends over at One Foot Down, if they're still listening, Greg, you could probably get a good. You probably get a good meal at Olive Garden if you really wanted to. Could you not? Well, I didn't say Olive Garden because obviously they are without peer. I mean, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't include Olive Garden because they are the prestigious. Were they the five star that you were referring to? That's where. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that. Look, when you go to Olive Garden, you are home. Yeah. And you are family. Exactly. You, you are. It is. It is the old old country. Old country the yeah. old country and it's just like it's such pure <laughs> like when you get that good like runny ragu you know yeah. and you get that in there in there and you their need something for all those good breadsticks so. yeah and they're and they're like they're they're, they're they're saltless pasta i mean yeah. it's just who doesn't i mean on another level right <laughs> so there's like there's there's so there's like four star restaurant five star Michelin star. And then there's biblical, which yeah. is the which Olive, is Garden. Olive Garden, the Olive Garden, so, the Olive Garden. Well, that hey, feels right. that's that does feel right. That does yeah. feel it feels right. It feels like a good spot to end. 
It feels like a good yeah. spot to end to end this yeah. podcast. So, hey, everybody, if you're still listening and you, you, you're still listening, especially after that little rant that we just went on there, we appreciate it. We appreciate the questions. As always, you guys are hitting us with some fire every week. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be back next week. And as always, go Irish. <laughs>